right, what is going on, folks? Welcome back to the AOA show. I am your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. What's up? And Gavin. How what's going on? And today we wanted to do another movie review. This time we're going to talk about Akira. Um, for any of you avid anime fans out there, that name probably rings a bell because it's kind of paved the way for um, the Western uh, animation um, cult following that has seemed to ensue because of it. Um, and we'll get into that. And if you are relatively new to anime and you are checking out the podcast, the show for the first time, um, you're in for a treat. This is a great movie. I highly recommend that you watch it. Spoiler alert. I liked it. <laughs> um, and I think that it definitely draws a lot of parallels to things uh, in life. And those are things that we're all going to get into. Um, but great movie to start. So Akira. Um, Akira was released in Japan in 1988. I believe it was July 16th. It was released in the States here in 1989, December 5th. So the, the film is, is relatively old by uh, most standards. And basically, to give you a quick premise, if you haven't seen the movie, it essentially takes place in 2019, ironically, um, 31 years after World War III. So we are kind of introduced to this Neo-Tokyo, as it were, um, in Japan where essentially it's this like post fallout world war, you know, wrecked city. And it's a lot of people trying to uh, cope with that and build lives of their own in kind of making the best out of this rubble of a city that they now have. And the story follows, um, are, I would say two main characters, uh, Kanada and, uh, Tetsuo and, um, you know, their their travels together and, you know, their time in a biker gang that they made and all that kind of jazz. And then shit kind of, kind of just goes haywire. But anyway, without getting too crazy into the whole summary of the movie, let's talk about what we liked and didn't like. Uh, real quick, just I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts because I know, Isaiah, you've seen this movie like a while ago. And Gavin, you just watched it recently as well as I did for the first time. Um, what were your initial thoughts on the movie when you saw it? And any of you could chime in. Isaiah Gavin, doesn't matter. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect going into it because I honestly, this is one of the movies that I have seen the title for it like a half a million times, dude. Like everywhere you go online or in store, whether you're looking at like anime movies, you see just the iconic movie title of the red bike and a guy walking up to it. And and it's funny because I've looked at it and I'm like, this looks dope. I need to watch it. But it's one of those things that like, unless you had a gun to my head and said, hey, sit down and watch this, like, I just would never get around to doing it because I'm an asshole. And with do, with watching it, I was really expecting it to be almost like a racing movie or, like, you know, a racing show because of the bike. Like, I had no predis, I had no, like, thoughts going into watching this movie. And I was actually very shocked when you load it into this post-apocalyptic, like, cyberpunk realm where literally, like, the first 20 minutes were people just racing through the streets of Tokyo on these, like, super-fast fucking bikes or bikes just, like, icing each other, like, straight with the fucking, like, wrought iron fucking piece of steel just beating the fuck out of each other on bikes. And I was like, what am I watching? This is fucking dope. And then it just... It, it literally just kept on throwing me curveballs because I didn't know where this movie was going. Like, it kept on throwing in these weird ideas and, like, this. it just built this whole story from, like, this such a cool and random premise. And it's just, like, that's creativity at its finest. Like, someone just at the right right time, right place, had the right thought, and I can't believe they put it together because it was actually a really cool fucking movie. And I'd imagine you guys share the same feelings on, on that last 
No, absolutely. Um, I know, again, I, I know, Isaiah, you watched this a while ago, but do you remember, like, any initial thoughts you had when you first booted up this movie, not really knowing what you were getting into? I'm curious. Um, no, <laughs> to be honest with you, because when I first watched it, it was literally years ago, and I couldn't tell you what I had for breakfast yesterday, let alone what I was thinking when I watched this movie <laughs> actually, like, ten plus years ago. Um, but... I did watch a summary of the movie on like a summary slash like analysis video on YouTube yesterday because I was like, well, this is kind of the same thing. Um, and it in in like I rem- I remember the movie. It wasn't it's not that I don't really remember. It's just I wanted to sort of like get my thoughts back together on it or like obviously now that I'm a lot older and like I've gone through a lot more shit since then, um you know, my perspective on the movie is, is definitely shifted. Um, and I mean, like, I still like it. It it was, it was cool. I I think obviously for different reasons though, like right when I was younger, it was just this weird, like creepy, like, you know, out there thing that like, I had never seen any, you know, director, you know, any, anybody that made a movie, like I've never, I had never seen anybody either like, you know, go into this realm and, and like, try and tell a story so like because obviously there's like a lot of um you know homage and and symbolism to like uh what japan as a society and like what happened to them uh post-world war ii and sort of like the you know the tech the technology and like society mixing and and melding like metaphorically and literally um is is like a you know a little bit of a callback or play on of like you know what happened as sort of like with, with Japan, right, like, as a country, as a sort of, to sort of, like, slowly become westernized, um, post, you know, World War II, and post, uh, what's, I, I forget, the, I always forget the name of the, what's the name of the bomb? The atomic bomb? The atom bomb? Nagasaki? In Hiroshima? Nagasaki, that's, the, yes. Um, yeah, so, like, and, but obviously none of that shit was was <laughs> was connecting when I was fucking you know whatever twelve or whatever I was, um, so it's it's like cool going back to it now and like, you know, again watching it and and seeing all those those scenes or characters or moments that like maybe as a kid, um, went over my head and like it was it was a very you know surface level appreciation obviously because I was so young but like now it's like, oh shit this is like. There's like a whole ass like message in here and shit. This is uh, it, it's cool. I like it. No, yeah, I, and I, it, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's an important point at the end where he said it. It can be very surface level when you're watching it, but it also has a deeper meaning. And as I was watching it, I also made a note. I made or a note. I made a note of that point that Isaiah brought up, where it really doesn't matter when or who's watching this. Like, even if you don't understand the premise or what's going on, like bare bones surface level, it was still a dope fucking movie. And I think even held up on its own, even if you don't know anything about like what what is to come of it. Um, so I just wanted to sl- slide that little tidbit in. No, it makes total sense. Saying. I was kind of kind of piggyback off that as well. Isaiah brings up a good point, and you expounded upon it. And I've said it before. Uh, we've said it before in our show that it's like I know that for me, when I ever saw anime when I was younger, um, 
I was watching it for very different reasons than I do now. And a lot of times, and again, I've said this before, that like I feel like the older I get, the more of an appreciation I have for anime and this, this form of art because I'm able to peel back things past their surface level and see things in a, a deeper way, right? And Akira is like the perfect example of that. So I'm glad that Isaiah said that. And it actually draws a couple parallels to the movie as well, which I think is interesting, right? Because it's like, as you get older, you start to see the world for more of what it is. And sometimes that could be um, a little more of a dreary thought than one might like to assume. Um, you know, it's a, a lot of perspective, but you kind of see things in a different light than you do than you do when you were young. So again, with the movie, you know, when you see it on surface level, it's just cool with like these biker gangs and everyone's doing this wild stuff in this futuristic time. Um, you know, but again, like Isaiah said, when you peel back the layers, like this has so many lessons and so much symbolism and things and parallels that could, it can be drawn to it. You know, there, this is kind of them recovering after the effects in the movie of world war three, but really in real life, it's, it's symbolizing the effects of that world war two had, like Isaiah said, right. When we dropped the bombs on um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the ramifications that that caused for the Japanese people, right? And it, you know, draws that parallel, and then it also goes um, into later on, because Japan itself in the 1980s actually experienced, like, an economic boom. Um, they were doing very well, and they almost, there was a lot of, um, you know, debate on what to do with all this said new money and ability, and, you know, they were able to kind of pour their heart and soul into this animation and tell these stories, um, you know, w with everything they had in it. And it, it was really cool because this is when, again, you know, Akira, when it hit the theaters in the U.S., kind of developed almost like this this cult following behind it and really paved the way um, for animation in the West. So, like, beyond the lessons that it teaches... Um, beyond, you know, the parallels that it draws, it's definitely been the, the, the pioneer, I would say, of anime, at least in, in Western culture. Um, but yeah, a lot of parallels to draw. And again, you, you start to see those things as you get older, which I also think is interesting in, in the movie, how, um, how when Tetsuo is granted this power, essentially, or this latent ability that he has, and when he's initially fighting the kids, and the kids basically are like, you know, grownups shouldn't have this power that Akira has. And it's like, because when you get older, you inevitably kind of get corrupted and beaten down by everything that the world has done. Right. And when you're young, it's like, you're pure and, and like, you don't need to see the exterior motives to everything. You just need to see what's in front of your face. And I don't know. I thought that was an interesting parallel to draw. I, um, I personally liked, I wanted to get into um, some of like the world building and, and like the soundtrack and stuff like that. I know Gavin briefly mentioned it before. I love the whole like cyberpunk um, futuristic style. I don't know about you guys. I, I'm pretty sure you guys agree with me on that. But I really liked how they like built this world in the movie where it was like they didn't need a whole lot of exposition per se. I think they did a lot of that through like their imagery and their soundtrack, which was very eerie as well. I don't know if you guys had thoughts on that, like what you thought of the world and how they kind of like introduced the story, quote unquote, but not necessarily through a shitload of exposition. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that. 
Yeah, I didn't. F- uh, it's it's funny because I didn't find myself lost with this, just with the storyline and all the different places that they were going. Because realistically, they were jumping back and forth between, you know, riding through the streets of Tokyo in a lab, like in a random place in just the world, just doing random scientific shit. And it's like with all the bouncing around, you felt like you were guided throughout the whole experience, which was really nice and grounding. Um, and the soundtrack, dude, was fucking fire. Like I've been making it a point recently to watch all my anime, like, shows, movies, everything, with with the ability to wear headphones because I find it so much more immersive. Like, like I watched Akira on my iPad with headphones in, and it's, like, it's so much, it's so much, like, better sitting there, and you get, like, the left and the right, like, volume, and, you know, and it just, even when they're riding the motorcycles, I can't explain it. It's, like, you hear it just go one ear and out the other, and it just feels like you're sitting there on the street and watching it. And, like, when the music's playing, like, your heart's going, you're getting pumped up, and you're like, okay, this is awesome, this is awesome, and it's just you're fucking beating the fuck out of people and shit's blowing up. And it's it was so dope, and the music didn't, like, overwhelm the watcher. It was very, like, it was very undertoned, but went with what was going on in the story at that moment. So it wasn't overpowering the scene, but it was, like, it was complementing it very nicely. And I appreciated it, and it was dope. It was like this cyberpunk, like dun 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 dun. You're just like, yo, let's fucking go. I'm about to beat someone up, and it was just, it was awesome, dude. I really fucked with it heavy. No, I figured that you would. I know Isaiah, if I'm not mistaken, you're you also kind of dig that whole futuristic cyberpunk style. Um, again, I know you watched this movie a long time ago, but I know, I wonder. Let me rephrase the question. Now that you are older, <laughs> um, I don't know if you were able to look at the world building and, you know, the the soundtrack and all these different t- style of things in a different light as well as to when you were younger, which I'm assuming you would, but I was just hearing, I was curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, uh, again, it's like this, this, this movie is like, it's, it's funny because when we did our, our last two movies that we watched, um, I remember one of you, I don't remember who, which one of you was, one of you said something about, like, how the, the movie, um, like, the director of the movie specifically designed said film, and the film, like, demands that you focus, right, and it demands that you pay attention to the, the movie, because the movie is not structured like a typical movie, um, I think that 100% applies to this movie, uh, because it is not, for like your average moviegoer in the sense that like oh you you know turn the movie on five minutes in here's your main character here's like what's going on here's what he want like this movie it this movie demands that you pay attention it demands your time it demands your focus and it demands just all of that for the entire length of the film because i think like again when i watched it the first go around uh, when i watched it you know years ago like it, it it i got like such a such a cool like unique like sort of like hopeful vibe from it um just from like the things the characters were saying and like you know i was younger i guess so it was like this weird like oh like look at that kid riding around on like a futuristic motorcycle or whatever in like a city and like he's blowing shit up i'm like that's dope but like now as a you know an adult or at the very least an older person um looking back on it it was like like i i could i could put this in the frame of mind of like a horror film almost or at the very least like a very cautionary tale about like you know futuristic like life and like our 
what our world could look like and like all the sort of crazy horrific shit that like you know could potentially be waiting down the line if our society is to you know pursue a a path like this um I was like genuinely freaked out <laughs> like you know looking back at this movie I had a lot of like the scenes and and all, you know, the same exact things that I remembered you know liking and being really into and like you know the setting and the lore and stuff is is still pretty cool but the, I couldn't shake this like I was upsetted <laughs> like I was upset by the movie you know what I mean like because there was so many times where I was just like dude like you know in a certain in a certain light in a certain certain things would happen like this could be a future of ours you know yeah that was I, I totally agree I think that's what was almost the most frightening about this because it was so I don't maybe not relatable is the right word but um yeah I mean like, like especially plausible when, like, tattoos, like, <laughs> blowing up shit and turning into a giant baby robot thing or whatever like yeah. that's like the anime part of the movie but like again that that metaphorically right is just this idea of like art as a society like humanity becoming so dependent on technology and like this this you know this sort of uh like societal uh profit over like humanity's well-being that like the lines between the two start to blur and like it was just it was just it was like everything essentially that people don't like about i guess our society now you know generally speaking the way it's structured like turned up to 11 right and then like you add fucking technology into that you add like super secret labs with psychic powers and, and it's like it was just it was scary <laughs> i was like fuck dude like this is i know you're you're totally right i i also like it's scary because it's eerie how like they bridge the gap between the normal day-to-day person as compared to like all of these strings that are being pulled behind the scenes from like the US or the Japanese military and like their politicians and like how everyone has these motives to play and then there's like you know you get your cult worshipers in the streets and then you get your biker gang guys and it's like everyone like is living in their own world in a sense you know and it's like crazy how when you merge them together how like all the shit goes haywire like one one thing that i i noticed in the movie is that it was kind of terrifying and like it was like a shame how powerless some of these people were in face of the army when the japanese military when like they wanted to do something right so like when tetsu is like living his life and and kanada and like this biker gang and they're doing their thing and it's like you know he has this run-in with the one child one of the like esper kids and the government's just like, ah, oh, he seems interesting. We're going to take him. And Tetsu was like, whoa, what are you doing? And Canada's like, dude, you can't just take him. And they're like, but we can. And like, they just take him. And like, that's it. And nobody had a say in it. It's like scary when you think about it, because it's like, I mean, just in real life as well, it's like, what can you do if like your government or like your, your military or whatever decides that it's like, no, we just want to do this thing now. And like, you really just don't have a say in it, you know? And it's like, it makes me thankful for not to get too political but I think it's relevant it makes me thankful for like the you know society that that we can be in that like we have these I guess freedoms allotted to us especially being here in the states and you know most of the the world I would say or a good portion um we're, we're very fortunate you know what I mean that like we're not you know ruled by like this this corrupt um, dictatorship or like this this overbearing military it just made me very thankful for that because it's it's frightening how powerless you can actually be in the face of it yeah. when like if they decide well, to do what the hell they want here's the thing is it's like that's you know that's 
right, but it's like at the same time, you know, all it takes is an event of even half this scale. And America would easily end up just like Japan in this movie, right? It's like, it's not even, I don't even think it's it's country specific. It's like, this is what humanity looks like when they are pushed to the brink, when they are in under circumstances uh, where things are involved that are out of their control and they're scared, right? I mean, we you know more than any, like that people, what's scary is when people are, are scared, right? When they're run by fear and that's, universal that has nothing to do with where you come from i mean the american military can be just as scary when they're dealing with shit they don't know with as the japanese one can it's like what was scary for me was wasn't so much it's like oh this would be a scary time to be in japan it was like this this concept this idea would be scary if you applied it anywhere if you applied it here right because it's like the military is the military and they're going to do whatever they want whatever you know to to further their agenda or whatever it is and and like you said regard you know at the end of the day regardless who that means they have to hurt or or get out the way or take or whatever uh they're gonna do it you know what i mean if especially if they're scared enough and it's like fuck that's no i yeah i I think you're right and i wanted to make it abundantly clear that i wasn't making i wasn't comparing like america to japan specifically i wasn't really comparing like country to country what what i really meant to say is that i am thankful that i am in a place i mean that i said country because that's where i am but like i'm just in a place in life where that is not a genuine fear of mine right right now like whereas in this movie not saying japan does that in real life i'm saying in the movie um which you're right is a universal thing no matter where you are um could be united states could be wherever that you know like if they decided to do that it's frightening how powerless you actually are in the face of that so i i didn't want to make it like i was comparing like one to the other i i understand that could be universal wherever it is i i guess i'm just saying that i'm i'm very lucky and fortunate to not be in that situation regardless of where it might be but i think you're absolutely right because you know uh, they're they're dealing with such like an immense power and there's such an unknown behind it that with that comes a fear right and like with these people that have risen to the top, um, whether it be in the chains of government or whatever, it's like power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? You know, like we even see that in the case of uh, Tetsuo in a sense, right? Once he's given this newfound ability, it doesn't take him all that long to just turn into a complete and utter dickhead. Um, But I mean, you know, it's like, would you do much better? Probably not, but, (laughs) you know, it is what it is. I mean, like, it's, it's, you know, the argument is to be made. I don't think there's an argument to be made whether he is a dick about it, because I think he almost objectively just is. But the argument is like how much of that is his fault, right? I mean, he's a he is the prime, uh, you know, uh, poster boy for somebody who's been bullied by the current society he lives in, and you know what I mean, talked down to and looked down upon, and like he is, you know, in a way in his mind, and and to a lot of the other, you know, older adult figures in the movie, um, like a representation of like the the trash of their society, right? The rejects, the the everything that they either don't like or want so when somebody like that gets this kind of power and finally feels a real sense of superiority to these people he's gonna be a little bit of a dick (laughs) you know what i mean he's gonna he's gonna lash out and and fucking you know get his his revenge um damn and yeah yeah i felt that it was it was hard because at the same time i saw it and you 
you feel for him because obviously the the government's chasing him, the military's chasing him, and they're like, we need you, like, we need to take you to facilitate your power, you know, you're going to die more or less, like, we don't know what's going to happen, blah, 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 like, we need to take you and give you medicine, and he's pretty much like, no, fuck you, like, I know what you did to Akira, like, you ain't going to take me, you fuckers, like, I- I'm going to kill you. And what kind of pissed me off, though, was he took that arrogance and he turned it on his own friends. And he wasn't, he was, it, it, it kind of came second nature without a, like a glimpse of thought. He was more like, oh, ca- like Canada, you did all the shitty stuff to me. Like, I'm going to kill you, you know, without like really reflecting on himself and how much Canada actually helped him, you know, with school, with life and being a friend and, you know, kind of like making him a part of his family. And with having that power, it just, he quickly just flipped the light switch in his mind and he was like, everybody has done me wrong. Like, it's me against the world right now. Um, and that kind of that kind of pissed me off. Like, I really wish they didn't get rid of that in the moment. Like, I kind of wished it was like him and his friends against the world and against the government. I felt like that would have been, I mean, obviously it's a whole different movie at that point with a different plot. But um, I, think, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's just, just like, <sighs> like, the idea is that the power is supposed to like, that's supposed to be what isolates him from, like, it's his undoing, right? Like Ian said, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So it's not, he's not, like, getting this power because he's like, oh, I've been given this, like, you know, righteous gift and I'm going to correct the wrong. No, he's like, I finally have a chance to step on the people who have been stepping on me my entire life. And, like, with that level of, I mean, he's basically a god, right? Like, if we're putting him, everybody in, in tears here. And, like, once you're at that level, once you have that kind of power, like, talking, like, societal reform levels of power, like, none of that shit ma- You know, it sounds, like, like cruel and mean, but it's, like, none of that shit's going to matter to you. And I think you're, you're foolish if you think it will, because eventually you will reach a point where your line of thinking and your, your agendas just go so far out of bounds with what, you know, normal people want and, and desire. Like, you know what I mean? I think at some point his... I'm sure that, like, that's what he wanted, right, you know, when he first, you know, realized the powers and, and whatever, but, like, the whole point of the movie is his progressional, his his unwind, right, his, his ideas and notions coming to fruition that, like, I'm not just above, like, the military and all these people, I'm above everybody, right, like, I am, I am a god, and, and, you know, it's the whole cautionary yeah, tale but- behind that. I see that, but I completely disagree with your premise in the terms of when you have that power, it takes responsibility, and it's on you to have that responsibility. It's not it's not an innate thing where you have this godlike power, and now you need to step on all the people below you, because not only did he step on people who stepped on him, but also he stepped on people who didn't step on him, and even though he had that power— when you let it dilute your mind, it's not a matter of, oh, you have this power, it's going to 100%. No, it comes down to the person and what their will is and how they are and how they live life. And ultimately, that's when you see their true intentions and how, how they just view everything. And even though you get your fucking face dragged through the dirt, that also doesn't give you the right with any power to exceed anybody else, even if they had wronged you, that's when you well, become yeah, a better obviously person. Obviously, it's and not the right thing. And obviously, to do. the circumstances. I'm just saying, yeah, it's but easier I, said than done to say that if anybody was given that power, that everybody would choose the quote unquote moral high ground. And I think that's oh, why I think that's why I, the children the even say. Made. I think that's why again in the movie, you're you're both correct. That's why the children even say it's like adults shouldn't have this power because it's like because when you're children, you're you know essentially pure for the most part, and it's like. 
you haven't been better. I said it in the beginning, like you haven't been necessarily to the extent that like someone like Tetsu has like battered and beaten by everything that's gone on in the world. Right. Cause it could really distort the mind. And again, it's like, I, you're both totally right where it's like, you know, not sound too corny, but like great power comes great responsibility whole spiel, which is correct. But also on the same token, like, you know, it's not, it's easier said than done for sure. Right. Like if somebody, you know, granted you the power of essentially a God tomorrow and it's like, you know, you remember that kid who like pushed you off your bike in the, you know, in the second grade, like, you know, there's, there's definitely things. It, it takes a lot of um introspection and a lot of uh, honesty with yourself. Um, you know, cause this is theoretically this movie, it's like if Superman was a bad guy uh, and you know, as we see, it's like everyone's essentially powerless against him. So, you know, um, it definitely takes a lot. I, I feel like it takes that much more strength and will when you do have that sort of power, you know what I mean? To not abuse it, uh, to when, you know, to when you don't, it's really a shame in the movie too. I feel like, um, if people just like talked, you know, and it's like, I feel like I say this in yeah, every right. movie I've ever seen, <laughs> but it's like so, so real in real life that it's just like, people just don't talk like they, they just don't communicate enough like it happens in real life all the time and it drives me nuts because i feel like in movies they really exacerbate it but it's like hey how about we just like tell each other how we actually feel before the one kid gets turned into a god and kills like a thousand people <laughs> like can we like you know because we could probably well, have like no at least curb this <laughs> well yeah right then we don't have a movie no you're totally correct but it's just like so sad because it's like it's so real that happens in real life more you're often than just watching yeah. like a therapy session <laughs> i <laughs> i know you're totally right but i'm watching tetsuo just like wreck everyone and i'm like dude he's like you all were dicks and it's like you know you could just probably say that <laughs> like earlier but it's like again it's so much easier said than done it's just kind of this ironic comedic thing in a sense but dude who okay i want to talk about the character just for a split second not that she has a very prominent role but who really got the shit most shit end of the stick <laughs> in this entire movie and i think that has to be kaori i don't know if you guys agree oh, yeah. that's uh, tetsuo's yeah. girlfriend who just yep. gets fucking mushed in when he turns into giant baby boss that was just oh man that was so rough the best- dude <laughs> the best part is when con well like when Kanido was going in and the kids are like oh like we can you know we can obviously help him but it's going to be like at a at a fault of our own you know and they're pretty much like yeah but that chick she's dead like there's no saving her Kanido we can get him but that chick nah dude she's <laughs> yeah, she and I was crushed. like bro like they didn't give her the slimmer of hope like that she can make it out alive they're like nah dude she's fucked and all you see is her just get fucking crushed and I was like oh man you just did her so dirty oh it's dude. fucked like, up man it just goes oh. to show though like I, I draw another parallel to that where it's really a shame because when you take these dredges of society, obviously they're going to gravitate towards each other because that's all the people they have in their life, right? It's not like, you know, Canada and uh, Tetsuo and Kaori are going to be hanging out with like these uh, this upper echelon of people and being able to taste the finer things in life like they have each other and that's it. And so it's really just a shame that because of the situation, like especially Kaori is put in as just like this non-interfering bystander it's just like the fact that she has this connection to Tetsuo and this and this um you know this uh care for him gets her just put in the situation that she is just not even remotely able to handle in any way shape or form both physically and mentally as we see and it just kind of goes to show that it's like when you for me I drew a parallel when it's like when you hang around with people 
that are, you know, not doing well for themselves um, in or don't want help, I guess would be the better term for it. Um, it's really sad because you get dragged down with them in a sense, right? And it's like their their folly is kind of pushed on you in a way. And it's just a shame because Kaori really has no other choice. And like just because of her love and compassion for him and her willingness to stay with him, it inevitably means that it spells her death. And I just, I don't know. that When that happened in the movie, because again, I had never seen this obviously up until like a week ago, I felt really sad for her. I was, I was really... Um, I really thought that was like a gut wrenching thing when like, you know, when she just gets crushed inevitably because it's like the weight of all this is just way too much for her to handle. And it was just really sad at that, at that point it was like yeah. really fucked up thing and gross. Yes. <laughs> she, she just got mushed. I was like, Oh man, dude. Like <laughs> what a way to go. Dude. One giant hug. Oh. Wish too hard. <laughs> Dude. Yo, wait, are, are we going to sleep on the fact, though, that fucking Akira literally created a universe to facilitate Tetsuo's power? No, we're not. I'm like, glad you brought that we, up. Like, we better not. Please talk about it that. real quick. No, dude, that was like, <clears throat> as I was watching that shit, dude, I was like, okay, like, there's this there's this glowing light. Like, what's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, it kind of it pans real fast to the doctor, and he's like, am I witnessing, like, the beginning of, like, a universe? And I was like, there's no fucking way. And then that whole, like chunk of just matter of earth just gets removed and it's gone and i'm like bro are you and i literally had to look up like um a little overview video about what happened in that scene and they were like yeah pretty much he actually created a universe because all you need is apparently space and time um like space literally like to put a universe and time because it's relevant and yeah he just fucking went nope and just facilitated his power and just pushed it off somewhere in the universe and i was like that was actually fucking insane. Like, yeah, man, we're no, we're, that was like, crazy. What do you do at that point? I, nothing. You die. And that just makes you realize how much of a fucking powerhouse Akira must have been. Cause obviously he caused this post-apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic realm. So if we thought that fucking Tetsuo was bad, I can't even imagine what that fucker brought to the field, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, no, it was wild because, like you just said, he essentially... Because it wasn't even really World War Three. Well, because if I'm not mistaken, when I watch analysis videos, Akira is is the one who causes said explosion in so, the beginning, and that's what causes yes. World War Three because they think so, that they get so, bombed. So it's pretty yeah. wild. His power is Yeah, insane. because Akira, Akira was his government secret. He, they were creating him. He leaked on accident, fucking blew up like Japan pretty much. And they didn't want word getting out that, you know, humans were able to meddle in this, like, sort of technology and that this is an actual fucking, like, thing that exists. So they pretty much buried him underground in that huge safe, obviously, in those, like, little vile vat things. And the government was like, nobody's ever going to speak of this. Like, we're going to run it as if we got nuked, pretty much. And then from there, it just spiraled out to, you know, fucking everybody bombing each other and fucking nuking. And it just literally caused another World, world War Three. Because they didn't want to fucking say it was their own fault. Oh, like, yeah. And that what else is, is also scary how much, like, fucking the government can just swipe shit under the rug when they need to. And they're just like, nah, dude, I'm pointing the finger. It's your fault, bitch. Like, I didn't do shit. And it's like, bro, you literally just blew yourself up. Like, come on, dude. Like, oh. Come on, dude. Yeah, just admit wild. it. You blew yourself up. <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's some wild shit. Akira, man, some crazy power, but... I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it's wild. I mean, the so I know that uh, also through watching analysis videos and stuff like that. Like, obviously, this is a movie. The 
the manga itself is um, much longer and more fleshed out. And essentially what they do in the movie is that they have to bridge like the beginning, middle and end of the manga into one movie, essentially. So they don't flesh out the full story. And I've heard that the manga itself is like way deeper if you could even think that's possible um you know like in all of its themes and if you actually read into it it's like the guy um katsurio katsurio otamo the creator total genius you know when it comes to all these parallels and stuff that are drawn so it's definitely something interesting to look into as far as the manga is concerned um it sounded like you wanted to say something on that isaiah i could be wrong but uh no i mean i just i know it's a great read and Plenty of people have recommended it to me. Um, I have not read it because I ain't got that kind of time. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, it, that's that's the typical thing, right? Where it's like, you know, anytime you're taking like the, you know, it's usually, I guess, a book uh, where if it's like, oh, it's like eight volume or like eight chapters or it's like, you know, like 10 volumes or whatever. It's like the movie or the TV show or whatever it is that, that's being adapted is always going to have to like shortcut and and you know condense you know all of that that lore and and care and all of that like stuff into you know a, a much more like fluid uh cohesive story um but i actually think and again i mean i haven't read the manga so i don't know you know specifically like what it is that this movie either cuts out or or simplifies or, or what have you um but like from just the movie um you know i like the story i got a pretty you know comprehensive understanding of the story um and i i I would actually i think i based off just the movie would definitely be interested in reading the manga yeah no for sure especially because of how like you said how deep the movie itself is just on its own um you know and if the manga goes further than that man that that seems pretty pretty interesting to me um you know but yeah i don't know what do you think evan um, I think that if you didn't watch it, you shouldn't be a lazy piece of shit like I am and get your ass in gear and watch it or read it. Whatever the fuck tickles you when you're sleeping, you go and you do it. Just make sure you fucking watch some sort of medium of this show, movie, whatever you want to fucking title it. It is dope. And if you don't, then I'm gonna kill your children. And if you don't have children, just wait. <laughs> That's pretty much how it's gonna go. Well said, Gavin. Well said. You should watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should watch the movie. See? It's good. Uh, read the manga <laughs> if you want a further understanding of everything I like just that. Love how how amazing you are at like in a in a second. You just go from like subtle conversation to like death threats and it's just so quick and so no, dude, it, it's <laughs> and then we just pull, it's called we just, ruling we just pull it back <laughs> in we just pull it back in then i no, just it's called ruling by fear yeah. it's, it's a tactic then we just you need to know. steer the wheel left and we're right back where we started we took it we took it's like we're driving a car and gavin all of a sudden lost control of the steering wheel and it goes off the road and then one of us just like yanks the steering wheel back and here we are it's like it never happened but um but it makes the ride more fun. Yep. So, yeah, watch the movie. Uh, it's great. I would probably give it, if I had to rate it, a... I would give it a solid 8, 7.5, 8 out of 10, probably. It's, again, coming in as someone who had never seen it before. But I think the real reason that you should watch this movie is because as an anime fan, especially if you're an anime fan already and you haven't seen it, is because it just knowing how much of an impact this movie had on animation and western culture with animation is enough for me to want to watch it because it's like a literal historical piece right when you see it like there there's that could be a whole 
episode in and of itself is explaining the impact that it's had in the history behind the movie and how it paved the way for animation in the West. Um, but I think that in and of itself is a reason that you should definitely watch this movie because you should see, you know what I mean? Like where a lot of the, uh, animation that we see and stuff kind of, uh, got its roots and how this movie was able to pave the way for the thing that we know and love. But what do you guys got? Closing remarks. Gavin already gave his, what would you rate it? <laughs> so Gavin, what would you rate it? <laughs> we'll just, oh, oh, we'll I that. Were, I, uh, I'm fucking retarded. Um, I'd give it a solid 7.5 solid. Um, yeah, yeah. That's probably what I'd give it. All right. Isaiah closing remarks. What would you rate it? Um, Dope movie. Definitely check it out. Um, uh, yeah, I would say probably seven and a half. Feels safe. Seven, seven and a half. Maybe eight. Seven. Let's do like 7.7. 7. Let's get weird. Damn. Um, <laughs> what fucking stupid shit is this? Uh, Add a third decimal. 7.782. Although I don't know that I would recommend this to like everybody because again, like it is a very, it is a very like sp- specific kind of movie for certain people and I could very easily well I know certain people and I could see people easily like getting you know what I mean 10 minutes into this and be like the fuck alright fuck this shit and like just you like turning it off because it's like it it like I said the, the movie at least for you to walk out and be like oh, okay I get it that was that was cool um ask a lot of you know ask a lot of like your attention and, and focus um and I don't and I know again I know people and I don't know you know many who would who would like either want to sit through that or, or could um, but for those of you who do, whether it's like, cause you're just a, you know, fan of sort of like this, you know, the, the, the metaphorical ties that this movie has to like the real world, um, or, you know, just like the literal animation, like you said, a lot of the, you know, the sort of pioneers of, uh, you know, any of the, the more older retro anime, um, look to this movie, you know, in some way, shape or form as inspiration. So if you're a fan of that stuff too, this is a good movie if for nothing else for like research purposes um but yeah well said sir well said with an average score of 7.5 that is our official rate <laughs> that's just you official <laughs> rating <laughs> or you can do 7.7 that's fine too but um yeah definitely check it out um Listen, guys, if you like the content, you know the drill. Make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, commenting your thoughts. That's the key one. And sharing with your friends. Let us know what your thoughts are. Did you like this movie? Did you not? What other movies do you like? What other ones should we watch and talk about? Um, what, you know, how did this movie impact you as an anime watcher, etc.? Just let us know all your thoughts. We love to know and we love to read and we love to respond. If you guys are listening on another platform, i.e. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, etc., make sure you guys are throwing a follow on there. It goes a long way. And if you don't have us on the socials yet, that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you guys are following us on there so you can get up to date with all the latest and greatest on what's going on in the lives of the apostles. Um, and if you want to take that support to the next level, one step further, you can hit us up on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash AOA show. Uh, tiers are as low as one dollar you get a bunch of cool benefits check it out that's also in the description down below all those links are there so until next time guys we will catch you on the flip thank you so much for listening have a wonderful day peace bye bye peace